0: It's optimism Wednesday. This is the day we look at all things through an optimistic prism. That's what we're going to do with the Colts and the Texans. That game coming up Saturday night at eight twenty. I cannot wait. Win, in, lose, go home. This is the way competition is supposed to be. We'll talk about a little bit, just mention the Jags and the Titans, which is also a huge game for the winner of the game between the Colts and the Texans, because that game will determine whether the winner of this game is going to be the AFC South champion or a wild card. And if you're an AFC South champion, you get to host that first playoff game, which is a big deal and potentially more playoff games because you you might wind up playing one of the wild card teams down the road. So there you go. Uh, We'll also talk about IU Nebraska, that game tonight from Nebraska, uh, 9 o'clock on BTN. We'll talk about the Hoosiers a little bit, Pacers tonight at Gainbridge Fieldhouse against the hated Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about Purdue, who got the win last night at Maryland. They just suffocated the Terrapins in the first half. Defensively, they were really, really good. Uh, And how about Dave Tepper? Dave Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, is going to have to pay the NFL $300,000 as a fine for tossing a drink toward Jacksonville Jaguars fans this past weekend. That is less than 1% of 1% of that man's net wealth. It means nothing. It's like a speeding ticket to somebody who makes about a half million dollars. Are you kidding me? What the hell is the difference to this guy? He's worth over $20 billion. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Brought That's three days in a row of getting the year right. That is a stunning uh, bit of competency at the beginning of the year. Brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Here's the deal with MyBookie. This season, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use the promo code KENT. On a deposit of $50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. You bet the deposit amount once, and you're ready to cash out at any time. Again, that's promo code Kent to claim your cash deposit bonus. How about that? Make sure and subscribe to this channel and watch it. Two big brains. Dan Dokich and I talked about sports yesterday, um, and those are longer shows and and really really good. Yesterday was terrific. Dan was superb yesterday. So make sure and watch and subscribe to that channel. Make sure and like this video cuz it's the polite thing to do. I hope that your new year's resolution was to be more polite. You know it's National Thank You Month. A great way to say thank you is to like a video. Another way is to donate. If you want to donate, donate go right ahead. Uh, and, and it, your comment will show up and we'll reference your comment. I'll answer your question because it's what we do. All right. Let's, uh, talk about reasons to be optimistic about the Colts and the Texans this coming weekend. And I got to tell you, I don't understand the movement in the line. Like the line moved two and a half points. We'll talk about that a little bit too. Uh, the Colts had been favored and now they are dogs and I just don't get it. What are you going to do? Chuck Hall says, Boilermakers looked good last night. First time they've won at Maryland since 17. You know what? They looked better than good defensively last night. You want to play for Purdue, you play defense. That's what you do. You want to get on the floor, you defend at a high level. That is exactly what won Purdue the game last night. All right, Optimism Wednesday. Reasons to be optimistic about the Colts and the Titans. Uh, Colts are 3-1-1 in their last five against the Titans. That's pretty good. And that includes a road win at Houston uh, early in the season, which, you know what, both teams are completely different now. It, it It's relatively meaningless. But you know what, it does mean something. It shows that you were able to attack. These are mostly the same players. They may have evolved from this point. C.J. Stroud might be better as a quarterback, but you know what? Gardner Minshew's better. There are guys for the Colts who are better too. Uh, Marshall D- Duncan asked Is Gus Bradley's scheme perfect for CJ Stroud? Uh, this is Optimism Wednesday. What are we talking about that for? A- if you're talking about whether it's perfect in the negative for CJ Stroud, it's not. Uh, number nine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Colts, you know what? Uh, their tape this from this past Sunday's game against the Raiders showed what? It showed chunk plays to Alec Pierce and to Josh Downs. And that's really good to have on tape. It's good to have somebody uh, like... Um, D'Amico Ryans, who's the coach of the Texans, had that to look at and say, hey, we don't want to get beat deep by peers Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino Because that stretches the defense a little bit. That takes the safety and puts him a little bit deeper defensively. And that's good for the Colts. Downs, same thing. You want the defense to key on Downs, key on Pierce, and maybe that leaves some open space for Jonathan Taylor and perhaps Zach Moss, who was limited yesterday at practice. Number eight, last three games uh, Texans top weapon, uh, Nico Collins averaged four catches, 37 yards, and uh, uh, 0.3 TDs. So maybe Nico Collins, maybe he's a little bit dinged up late in the year. That would be a good thing because that's the key. That's like Devontae Adams this past week. You really wanted to take Devontae Adams away. Gus Bradley's scheme did not do that. Uh, He had 13 catches, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. You can't allow that with Nico Collins. You have got to bottle up Nico Collins. Hopefully the Colts are able to. We'll see. Number seven, Jonathan Taylor rolled last Sunday. 21 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown against the Raiders. That level of productivity and efficiency from Jonathan Taylor, really, really good. If you can get that again and you add Zach Moss to that party and you get him, let's say, 10 carries, 55 yards, you win that game. If if the Colts run for better than 130 yards in this game, there is no way they lose. It's unlikely. You know what? To hell with that. It's Optimism Wednesday. We're looking forward to the Colts running for 130 plus. Uh, number six, Texans have alternated wins and losses for seven weeks. It's their turn to lose. They just beat the Titans, right? So this week... It's their turn to lose. That goes back to like November 19th, for goodness sake. Number five, the Colts held the Texans to only 52 yards rushing in their first matchup. If they hold, if the Colts run for better than 130, and they hold the Texans to under 60 yards rushing, Devin Singletary and Stroud, the few times that he's going to try to scramble and get a carry, Colts win this game in a walk. Uh, number four, C.J. Stroud is overdue for a pick or two. This is the optimistic way to look at this. Uh, his last pick came November 19th, Art Larson's birthday. My God, if you're in January and you're talking about not throwing a pick since Art Larson's birthday, that's a hell of a thing. Art Larson and I went to school together. Always remember his birthdays, November 19th because his mother, Roberta, made delicious cupcakes on those birthdays. Uh, number three, Colts have won three straight home games by a combined 80-53 to 53 score. We're not going to mention who they were against. It's Optimism Wednesday. Would it matter? A win's a win. It doesn't matter whether it's against the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, the uh, Patriots, the Raiders. It doesn't make any difference. Bucks, and I know it wasn't against the Patriots. Uh, number two, every game... The secondary plays gives them more experience. You've got a really young defensive secondary. Yeah, you, you've got Jalen Jones, who's a seventh round rookie. You've got Juju Brent, who's a second round rookie. Uh, you, you've got um, Nick Cross, who is a really a rookie in age terms, who' who's a third rounder last year, but he's getting his first really meaningful look at box safety. Kenny Moore. Yesterday, this is a good reason for optimism. Kenny Moore, Zach Moss, both limited yesterday. Braden Smith too. Braden Smith, I, I don't think picked up any further injuries, so I think he's going to play. I think the guys who were limited yesterday during the walkthrough, all, all practice uh, injury report availability information, is projected based upon what would have happened had the Colts practiced. So that's kind of important. But, I mean, that's that's always the case. On a normal Wednesday and yesterday is kind of Wednesday in the work week because the Colts play this Saturday. Number one, the Texans have not played on short rest yet this year. Stroud may be a creature of routine. On the road, short week, that's a big deal. That is a change. And there are people who require a routine, in order to function properly, we're hoping that C.J. Stroud is one of those guys. And here is a bonus. All right, the first matchup, Gardner Minshew was 19 of 23 for 171, a touchdown, and no picks. That was in relief of Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson got hurt that day. I don't know what happened that day. Was it the knee? Was it the head? I think it was the head. I think it was a concussion. Uh last week against the Raiders, he was 15 to 23 for 224, 1 and 0. Very, very similar numbers. So there are your reasons to be optimistic about the Colts. I'm gonna talk myself into being really optimistic about their chances this Saturday. Right now, I'm not cynical. I'm not optimistic. I think I'm a realist. I look at the way the Texans are playing the way that offense operates with C.J. Stroud not being at full health again. And I say, whoop, Gus Bradley needs to do some work. And Gus Bradley needs to evolve from being intractable in his scheme to being very tractable in his scheme, being very multiple, deciding, you know what, the way to beat the Texans is not the way I run a defense but the way we need to attack C.J. Stroud is to keep him off balance. And if we're going to cover five or four with seven, we better damn well take away a guy like Nico Collins. You better do that. You better not him let him run all over the field like you did with Devontae Adams, or this is not going to be pretty. Now, that's not optimistic. But by the end of the week, we'll be fully bought in. To the Colts, this is kind of what we do. We talk ourselves into being fully bought in that the Colts are going to win that game. IU on the road tonight at Nebraska, 9 o'clock on BTN. Hoosiers 10-3. and Huskers are 11-2. Uh, Nebraska has no players hitting 3 at a 40% clip. The Hoosiers, third biggest team in college basketball. The average height 6-7, a little bit over 6-7. Nebraska is 6-5.5. That doesn't necessarily mean good things. Big is not always better in basketball. Indiana projected by Ken Palm, 16 and 15, 8 and 12 in the Big Ten, despite the fact that they're off to a 2-0 start. What's the matter with Ken Pomeroy? Come on, give a little bit of love to the Hoosiers. On uh, Nebraska, their home court advantage is very, very similar to IUs at Assembly Hall. It's ranked 90th with a 3.4 point per game bump to the good at home. Uh, Indiana's is three point three. Pacers tonight at Gainbridge against the Bucks. Bucks somehow favored by three and a half. What the hell is the matter with these gamblers? The Pacers have won three out of four against the Bucks. They just beat the Bucks on Monday night in Milwaukee, going away in the fourth quarter. I don't understand. Like the the Pacers should be favored tonight. I know they're not as well thought of as as the Bucks, but if I'm Part of the betting public, I look at the Bucks 3.5 as a huge, huge uh, chip in my favor. A huge boon to my financial fortunes if I take the Pacers plus that 3.5. Uh, Purdue last night, 67-53. They held Maryland in 19 points in the first half. Edie 23-12. and 12. Smith, 14-7-6. Lance Jones. You know what, we talk about how Purdue, they recruit, state of Indiana, they build guys, they help develop guys, but what they did with Lance Jones, they picked him up in the transfer portal from Southern Illinois. Matt Painter will do that, will go get a transfer once in a while, and have that player pay dividends as Lance Jones is. Butler, they lost last night at St. John's, 86-70, to NFL officials, full-time, you know what? They're paid as full-time employees. Some of these guys make about 250 a year. You can't be full-time at 250 a year. You got to have another job. Who moonlights when your first job is 250 a year? It's craziness. Uh, but that conversation, I think, is, is kind of ridiculous. Birthdays, if these names sound familiar, they're the same birthdays that I read yesterday because uh, I screwed up. So, we celebrate these birthdays today. Jessica Parker, Chris Saunders, the great Roberto, Robert Ebs, Rick Geezer, celebrating birthday today, the finest talk radio producer in the city of Chicago today, Pat Strong, John Gloyeski, Bob Fine, Kendra Bennett. Yesterday, we missed Zach Kiefer, Jim Powers, Jeremiah Johnson, the great JJ, Linda Yeske, Renee Matthews, Joe Kraus, Graves, Darren Stewart, and Bob Hittle. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else had his best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. It's thank you month, national thank you month. Thank somebody for something. Nice thing to do. Somebody did something nice for you in the past? Good. Here we go. Sports says, have you seen Shane Steichen talk or get mad at the defensive coordinator at Gus Bradley? No, because he would never do that. That's not the way Shane Steichen operates. That is a team. Now, at the end of the season, what they're going to do, they will, they will deconstruct and they will rebuild. That'll either be with or without Gus Bradley. Now, he did say Monday on a Zoom call, he said, look, Gus is doing a good job. Okay, good. That's not great. That's not excellent. That's not superb. Usually, those are the adjectives you hear when a head coach talks about a coordinator. Great job. They're doing a great job. Can you imagine ever Chuck Pagano saying good or Frank Reich saying good, even when Chuck Pagano is firing defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators mid-season? You never heard that kind of thing. Anyway, no. He, he's never gotten mad at Gus Bradley in front of the media or in front of the public because that's not the way Shane Steichen does business. The radio show, 707-WGCLradio.com. Talk for two hours about all kinds of stuff. And then later today, uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now at 10 o'clock this morning, we hear from Gardner Minshew. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, we hear from Jonathan Taylor. It's all here for you right here.